This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And the topic is... This is via the Twitter experience, the writing community, whether you're trying to lift, uh, increase your uh, follower count, or if you're um, posting about writing or whatever you're doing. Uh, right, so, topic. The topic is that the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the book, the, you know, the first um, chapter, paragraphs, that, that that is the creation of, the, of a reader. And that everything established there is is going to go straight to the end. Hopefully, you know the tone, uh, style, and the context. So, on Twitter, it was this was couched as uh, say that you pick up the book, and if you're the reader uh, that is planned for, that you will do, you will connect, you will plug in, and it will be uh, it's it's for that person versus not. Um, I remember a conversation with a writer where where we we were discussing um, writing for others uh, versus sort of say you know a generic kind of uh, experience, right? You sort of writing for everyone uh, versus. Sort of pandering to many versus pandering to a few. I I like the way it was phrased, though, this notion of um, creating a reader, that how you're doing it is is defining the readership. It it was was even better, though. It was was sort of like that you're you're writing the reader. Uh, There's all kinds of avenues to go off. From there, so you're you know you're creating the experience. I've talked about that before, and the experience. I ju- I just really like this notion of the book as a reader, and that you pick up the book, and in the process of reading, but say in the process of you know, the creative act. You know, there's this kind of Frankenstein. It doesn't have to be a Frankenstein. Uh, another word would be, you know, a kind of homunculus, which is, you know, this creature that's been created in a bottle. And what are some other, uh, other descriptions? You could say simulacrum. You could say that, that this has taken on a life of its own but that it was based on something else. Say, say, you know, we've all read books, and so we're basing, you know, we're saying, okay, I'm going to make a book. This thing that has been done for, can we say a thousand years? Books have been around for a thousand years. And we, we ape, we copy, we imitate... And, and then things become complicated. <laughs> and hopefully there's a light, a joy, a hope at the end of that tunnel slash uh, belly of the whale experience. <laughs> I've just seen someone I know. It's always nice. One of my neighbors. <laughs> I'm getting... I'm getting uh, some uh, American Sign Language for I love you. That's nice. I think that's what it was. Okay, so... With this, with this notion of creating a reader... And two, this was uh, sort of a piggyback post. So somebody was um, retweeting with a comment... And then the original post was uh, 
it's citing uh, someone else, uh, a writer of some, an author of some repute, who talked about that their process, especially at the beginning, it's that the creation of this reader. So, so rather than be sitting there going, oh, who am I writing this for? Or attempting to get it to this generic uh, kind of quality where anybody can pick up the book. That there's this specific, um, specific tone, specific style, uh, pandering to this. Well, that's the thing, though. Because with this sort of inversion of looking at uh, the reader, the reader as, say, not existing and, and must be created, I'm, I'm liking that because it, it sort of cuts off, it removes this future concern and instead it brings it into the present. So as you're sitting there at the word processor, I don't use the word processor, Moss. It's good for you. <laughs> Uh, someone somewhere is but yeah in, instead of writing for someone and I'm liking this you are writing someone you're actually creating the reader this is a lovely inversion you know, flipping it upside down turning the tables there's a bit of turning one's back on the publishing uh, process as far as its interference in the writing and the editing. So it, it, it becomes more it becomes more personal. It's like, well, what kind of writer do we want to create? You know, what is it, this Frankenstein of perception? I'm never reading a Moss Whelan book again. He just called me a Frankenstein. But isn't this, a, this weird sort of thing, you know, however you want to d- describe it, that it's like a pane of glass, maybe even stained glass, where these pieces are fused together. Remember one of my mother's friends was very keen on stained glass for a while. And, uh, oh, really sarcastic. This auntie, there was a bunch of aunties, not actually related friends of my mother who were these uh, feminists, hippie feminists, and really sardonic and sarcastic and, and uh, cutting <laughs> in their comments. Uh, strong women. Strong women. I would say strong women. Okay, so... Rather than we have this, say, you know, kind of we create this uh, way of perceiving, and then somebody's going to look through that lens and they're going to see it a certain way. The other thing, too, is criticisms that people will walk into the experience and begin to lay their own trip on it and say, Oh, well, I'm offended, or this doesn't tickle me. Why did they do it this way? Instead of going, you know, this this is the reader, right? That that the narrator, the narrative, the narrative, that the whole thing. Uh, that said, the novelist who was talking about that that you know that that's how they're perceiving the, this process. That they're at this stage where they say that they're you know standing back, removing themselves, and. Personally, I see it as the suffering of, that's involved in publishing, right? You know, if you don't make enough sales, they'll drop you. Uh, the agent will drop you. And two, that's... I'm coming from that experience. You know, so I had this, you know, the uplifting experience of, I got an agent! And then, the, you know, the down of, you know, I've, I've lost my agent. I, what happened? And they were very nice about it. They, they let me down really softly, you know, until I sort of figured it out. So creating a reader. Now there's a shift. I guess a kind of paradigm shift. 
I saw a quote from a filmmaker and two female filmmaker and she was being the, uh, posed these questions uh, about making a film and her response and two this is it, you know it can be looked as you know oh yes you know the very artsy fartsy um, you know uh, artistic uh, difficult difficult and cryptic you know and um, her response to this question of uh, filmmaking was that she was she was the film she's not making a film and she is this thing and that's definitely part of the process uh, you you can totally try to sabotage you know your relationship and I should speak for myself you know that I you know I can sabotage it and really I am sabotaging it when I'm super concerned and I want to do something that is going to sell so I can keep going but with the difficulty of you know nobody knows uh, in the case of mine they didn't even take a chance on it uh, even though you know they can only guess educated guess it's like well this kind of stuff, you know, doesn't usually work out. And the thing too of you know, you, your your publisher has to have that connection, right? That you know that they are, in a sense, they are the reader. They go, oh, this is me. And again, uh, the, the difficulty for me is that um, <laughs> why why even continue down this path? Uh, if if it's if it's so um, harsh, you know, if the if the uh, the stakes are so high, you know, and if you're not um, breaking even, say, and then the argument you know can go, oh well, small press, you know, small press is for you, or or indie. Okay, all right. So this this reader, how does it change things? I have to say that I, I, I'm not of that mind, at least at this point. I'm not looking at what I'm working on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking at what I'm working on. There's my neighbor, another neighbor. Okay, sorry, there was a bit of nonsense going on there. Uh, let's see. Right. So, approaching this, what I do like about it is that it, it just shoves aside the... For, for a moment, it's shoving aside this, you know, okay, I've got to do these things in order to get the attention of, of the reader. And instead, it's the creation of the reader. So that I can sit there and I can build this reader and construct them. And there is a very, very much there's this Frankenstein quality to the process. Uh, the aim, which, which really gets to, you know, intention, and the purpose, the why of doing it. Uh, you know, one can, you know, make a buck, play it safe, make a buck, still have an enjoyment. I'm just thinking of the writers that I know that, you know, they're professional. You know, say even, you know, you're doing a series that's not, you know, it's not yours or your ghostwriting. And I think that's necessary, that there's this pleasure or even goal-oriented 
right? You're improving. You're working with editors, etc., etc. Uh, and two, getting connected. Uh, say the ghostwriter, the author they're working for, uh, and there's probably like an agent connected in there. I'm just remembering talking with the ghostwriter that I've met and so secretive. I, w- I was trying to get some, you know, information and, you know, the clam just snapped shut. You know, we're moving on. And to, and to the uh, contact just dried up. No, that's not entirely true, but it's sort of more on different, different tracks Different, uh, you know, going different places. Although we all end up at the same place. What does that mean? Uh, kind of like a a nod to mortality. And moving on. So building the reader, we know what the reader wants. I, I, I've I've talked about writing for the reader, like editing for the reader you know one's own self we're going through it we know what we like but this this is you know this is conception uh, imagining a reader there's a kind of part of me wants to get very clinical about it and go into get into demographics say Uh, part of it is easy you know are we writing for what age group, uh, what gender, sexuality, uh, politics, ideology. So we can, we can kind of come up with this character, the reader as a character, and you know, be, be designing. This, we're, oh, it, it, for me, there's this flip of... And I, I don't think that the word is quite right for reader. You know, that the, you know, the first part of the book is, at least for this other writer, how they're doing it. Or two, they could be throwing us a curveball. How can I mess these guys up? So, it's not a reader out there. You know, eventually it will reach people, and then it will get you know, it'll find its audience. And those readers that it's meant for will plug in. But just the way it was said, the way it was written, I should say, uh, through this piggyback of posting. It really meant it, uh, it made it sound like that the, the, the novel was the reader or whatever, the short story, the novella, uh, the flash fiction. It, it was the reader. That the experience, that, that that's the reader. And there's something a bit meta about that, a bit self-referential, if that's the appropriate uh, description for meta. M-E-T-A. So say, you know, okay, I'm thinking of my own process and how I look at this. I kind of have a quality of that right now because I'm using some structure from old books. And uh, within that, the structure speaks to a certain group of people, a certain experience, a quality... But, but again, flipping it around and, and looking at the novel as the reader. It's a, it's a, it's a puzzle. And the, I think the big question is, uh, does that work? Supposedly for that writer, author, it, it does work, right? That works for them. Uh, for me, I think it would work in that I would be shutting down of, you know, thoughts of publishing 
and I would be purely focusing on the creation of this reader. Uh, wow. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I do have, I'm having this Victor Frankenstein, Dr. Victor Frankenstein moment. I don't know if he was a doctor. Anyways, uh, making something What, what is that like? What is, the, what is that to... And I'm not sure if it's too late, say. I think what it is is that this has gone into my toolbox as this bizarre tool that it's there to get me to kind of think. And instead of writing for a reader, to be writing a reader. To be creating this reader, that the that the text uh, that the text is the reader. Ay ay um, A segue off of this, the experiencing, say, the language. For me. Someone needs a muffler or something. Ride that ticking time bomb. Okay. Uh, Etymology. So I'll drift into etymology and the experience of uh, what words have meant and um, say, you know, contemporary meaning. Just with really basic components that uh, I'm just thinking of say hieroglyphics versus uh, letters, the alphabet something strange too is that you go back far enough and like say the letter A originally it was turned upside down and it was a, a bowl and and yet it has the, the sound attached to it. And I wonder, did the sound come later? And, like, say, was it originally hieroglyphic? And, you know, when you wanted to talk about bowls, and you just you drew, you drew this picture of, of the bowl, or was it actually the, the sound of it? What does that have to do with it? Uh, when I type the letter A... It, you know, it is this tiny act of creation. Uh, it's also destruction because you have this clear, uh, barren experience. There's nothing there. And then, whap, the letter is slapped. you sort of typewriter or scribbled or, uh, you know, it's this digital experience. You know, all of a sudden there's the letter A. Someone else... Uh, sees this and immediately goes and two, this is like lightning fast, probably like nanoseconds neurotransmitters and things are firing off in the brain uh, just just say, you know, knowing what this thing is knowing that it's associated with a sound and it's going to be built, you know, it can make words it could stand on its own as a word you know, ah what is a cat? And, and from this, uh, I'm, I'm wanting to go into language. <laughs> There's Laurie Anderson uh, in the 80s. Uh, she's still doing music, but she did uh, a song called... I think, I think you could call her avant-garde at that time. And she did uh, Language as a Virus. But say, uh, a, a sort of a troubling thought that, that we are language. Or say, you know, if you take language away, uh, you know, some kind of calamity, some kind of um, disaster, and 
people no longer have access to language. And that language is somehow lost. That, it, because it's not built in, we have, we have the drives to do it, but we don't actually have, uh, like say, you know, kids, are, you know, don't, <laughs> the, you know, the, the operating system they arrive with is very, you know, primitive, uh, basic, uh, what would be, you know, uh, that would be interesting too, <laughs> and not really, but I was, you know, is that the wave of things where when a baby's born, you know, they'll be somehow fitted with, uh, everything, right? You know, this sort of encyclopedia slash dictionary of, you know, the, all the knowledge we have. So everyone immediately becomes, uh, they, you know, they have the, they, unto themselves, they're the, the civilization. You know, it's just, you know, if you want to build a bridge, boom, it's there. Which, you know, there's actually a matrix kind of quality to that. Okay. So, did I reach the destination I was setting out for? I, I, was, I was enjoying this moment of, okay, well, unpacking what, what is reading. As a reader, what is it that we do? Uh, and why are we isolating? One of the critiques I've heard for social media is that uh, debate is not happening. It's just, it's either shouting or, you know, just block, you know, I'm, you know you're not uh, on my side, you're not part of my ideology. Of course, there's, you know, those that are bridging but and now I'm critiquing this idea, right? It's like, wait a second. What about all those people who are kind of half and half or three quarters? Is that the uh, establishment? The, the police, I think? It's a fire truck. Oh. That's something that happens is when people dial 911. I think it's the same for the states, the United States. And But here we'll have... You know, a fire truck shows up, an ambulance shows up. I think police too. Yeah, if into I don't know beyond that. That I just know that that's something that that happens. Unless you're calling specifically, right? So they everyone just shows up. And two makes sense. You know, emergency is an emergency. Okay. Okay, back to that. I, in, off that, I'm going to dive into uh, creating uh, something. We're surrounded by uh, symbols and signs, and um, we grow up uh, within. I remember learning how to drive, and my stepfather uh, attempting to teach me <laughs> and failing. And we didn't, you know, we didn't get back up on the saddle. And it was like, nope, they're sending me off to uh, take classes for driving. But uh, just to say that, like, and to say education system, right? That we're, you know, we go into the education, we're put into the education. And then we're filled up with a lot of different kind of experiences, even say the experiences of um, uh, bullying, you know, pack mentality and, and bullying or being bullied or being an observer of it. You know, you're the audience, you're the cheerleader. 
but that all of these experiences are part of the education process, this enculturation. And I'm just sort of say, jumping, jumping over to the creation of the reader in the same sort of way that we enter, we enter the novel. We enter the novel, we experience the novel, but it's also, potentially, it's being set up as, gosh, I don't want to say brainwashing, but there it is. Potentially, there's a, so much potential there. I'm just imagining a novel beyond, uh, beyond genre fiction, beyond, you know, just, just, you know, beyond these... And two, I've done them before where, you know, you st- you're writing, you're basing it off of some bestseller that might have some literary leaning or, you know, is influenced by poli-sci, uh, religion, uh, you know, socialism, capitalism, that all of these ingredients are there. Say that inadvertently we are creating the reader. Say we're subscribing to, oh, well, this is how it's done, so I will create the reader that way, because that works. But from this weird vantage, yeah, so here's the ambulance showing up. I think it's an ambulance. It's kind of a weird hearse-looking ambulance. I'm sure they'd be like, no, 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 no. It's just a hatchback. Uh, so, <laughs> we're, we're halfway, and we're happily lost. Are we happily lost? I feel less confused, because I was going into this. I knew what was being said, but, as, you know, as far as going over the fence into the other world of this idea. Now I'm over the fence, you know, the, the river, the point of no return, the Rubicon. So we're past that now, and there's no going back. Forward! Deeper into the underworld. Ah, uh, right, okay. So, I want to take it to that, the, the premise, the promise, that what we are writing uh, is reality, right? What we are writing, uh, I don't want to say so much that it becomes reality. I think that, say, it does have a hand in shaping reality because somebody goes into the experience and that, and to forgive the language, but if it's truly written from the heart, right, if it's, if it's your guts, and if it, if it truly does have meaning uh, to the author, writer, then, you know, there's the potential for striking that chord, uh, and then, you know, the, the person who's encountering this experience walks away from it. I really like this, and then at the same time, it's spooky stuff, because, and too, I'm sitting here going, well, most stuff, like say, I, you know, most stuff is involved in propping up, you know, the, <laughs> the shreds of uh, whatever, you know, being nice to each other. It's still there. It's still happening. It's, it's, it's just sort of, say, championing that, you know, however you want to describe it. Ah, uh, let's see what else is up. The dynamic, the relationship with 
uh, let's forget about, just say publishing uh, on whole, whether it's indie or traditional. And yeah, self or traditional. That publishing, that that kind of gets pushed aside and that there's this greater, at least how I'm looking at it, there's this greater responsibility going on what you know what kind of reader are we are we working on what and two I can say for mine I can say so thinking about this you know, just, I I know but it's sort of saying it right and say I, okay I know what the reader that I'm working on but at the same time there's this potential to welcome in and and to have people encountering like what's a good example uh, this is everywhere, and too, it's uh, say stereotyping, stereotyping, or these cliches of culture. Uh, I've even encountered it, the sort of bizarre. I remember I was at a. This is so. This is Scottish, Scottish culture, Scottish stereotypes, and I've I've got a bit of Scottish, and so I was at a Robbie Burns thing that uh, uh, people from the commune uh, had, were doing. <clears throat> and, yeah, so I, you know, hey, do you want to wear a kilt and do this thing and, you know, say this uh, poem by Robbie Burns, you know, Ode to a Haggis. So I did this. And then I had this really weird thing happening with uh, this, there was a woman there and she started talking about my kilt and it was, it, and it what it's like say it's not, it's not racist. What is it, you know? And it was sort of like a ha ha ha. And uh, I sort of turned it around, and it was sort of this awkward moment. <clears throat> it was sort of like say, you know, oh, you have, you know, you're wearing a skirt therefore you're an inferior man or that that inferiority opened me up to um, and to you know I know this person you know I don't see them you know as a bad person but it was just this sort of subtle experience of uh, oh you're that way oh you know <laughs> and to I, you know I could just unpack this all day what the heck did that mean Uh, the, you know, the lens, the lens that you look at it, you know, should we shift to the next kind of like the microscope lenses, right? Turn the microscope lens, you know, it's in the next lens, and we're a bit closer, we're a bit far away. Different colors. So for me, it's about, part of it is, is about uh, tackling stereotypes. That's one thing. Uh, part of it is that. And part of it is, for myself even, uh, like tackling the stereotypes and, well, what is the thing that's, that's lost? And say, for example, uh, I'm Scottish, it, you know, like a quarter or something. And so, you know, what is it? You know, I... Oh, kilt, bagpipe, haggis, uh, not English. And, there, and there's this stereotype of being sort of uh, passionate and wild because the Romans were, you know, in London, but the Scottish were up in the, you know, the wild north. So all the Scottish are no wild and, you know, insane, etc. Uh, passionate, right? That's why their hair is all red and orange and auburn. And now I'm off track. We're talking about making a reader. So the example would be somebody looking, looking for Scotland. If I was writing about Scotland, that they'd be looking for Scotland. They'd be looking for... Like, sorry, but there's a lot of 
Gaelic. There's a lot of people who aren't, you know, they're not Scottish, Irish, Welsh. There's not another one in there. Places where there is the language that predated English. Uh, but it, it's, say, it's being used. It's being used for fantasy. It's being used for... Um, you know, a lot of a lot of it is being used, but that's not contemporary. That's not what's going on now. You know, Scottish kids listen to the same music that North American kids do, uh, and on and on and on. You know, yeah, there's always differences, of course. Just check the time. Uh, so the characters that I'm working on. They're real. They're real people. Uh, they're, they're not these stereotypes. But even I have to throw in stuff that is contemporary to, to say that, to say, it's like, these are human beings, and these are teens, or whatever, however this turns out to be. Because I could speak for the Canadian experiences. Uh, especially later, it's kids, you know, whatever, but later there, it's this division of, oh no, those people do that kind of stuff, they're that way, we're different. And two, we're better. Uh, even, of course, you know, Europeans. You know, sort of, it, <laughs> it's important, it's important the type of European, like you're white, but what kind of white? Oh, they can't speak English, therefore, right? They're stupid people. What? But that's, apparently, that's what we do. And it's, it's a human thing. So, to get back to... Uh, to get back to writing the reader, uh, to creating the reader, especially at the beginning of, of the book... So it's clearly establishing, and, and too, in this, with this tool, it's clearly establishing what the reader is and how they see things. Uh, in that sense, and too, just to go to uh, the Scottish experience again, there's... <laughs> most, most Scottish literature, you know, mysteries, whatever... Nobody's wearing kilts. I mean, somebody's wearing a kilt somewhere, but... And two, this applies to everyone and everywhere. You can do it to the English, right? And, you know, Morris dancing, right? Somebody in England right now is freaking out and saying, you know, don't talk about Morris dancing. Uh, right... So creating the reader. Uh, Scotland, and there is a way of speaking. Uh, there is, just thinking of Glaswegian, you know, there's these um, dialects, regional dialects, uh, ways of speaking, ways of seeing things, ways of being. One subtle change that my publisher made was uh, I had written it in British English, my manuscript, and then they had, uh, he, they either had requested, I think they requested it in American, and so, uh, you know, obviously, it's like, whatever. But in retrospect, uh, doesn't it make sense? Because it's, it's set in Vancouver, and there's these references coming out of the yin-yang, so doesn't it make sense uh, that it is British English? Just the spellings, spellings and stuff like that. And this strange feeling of oppression. <laughs> you can't say that, Moss! Uh, right, okay. As we move into finishing up, I don't 
feel as though I've finished up. I feel as though I'm just examining the top of the iceberg. And... to create the reader. It's a different lens. That's what it is. This is one of the lens tools, the ways of, of looking at literature, fiction, um, novels. It could be nonfiction. I can't speak to its success. All that I can speak to is the where you know, say that I can see where the experience is you know, different, and that rather than say having the reader external, that you're you know you're writing for the reader or for it to be read, that you're actually writing, and um, that the text is the reader. Uh, I like I like it. I like the thought. And yet I'm outside of it still. And I don't know if it's something that I will get to, that say I would find myself doing. I suspect that in editing that I've noticed that. Or say I'll have moments where, uh, say that I, I am the reader. Especially in editing, I'll find that. But the text is the reader. That gives the text this... It, it gives this, this quality of life. Kind of a horcrux kind of quality. Um, and there's Johannes Steger saying, you know, put yourself into it! Uh, there is that wonderful, weird sense of uh, enchantment. I'll use that word that, you know, to be transported um, and, and to go on this journey. I think, I think I'd, where I'd like to end up is, is okay, if the, text, if the text is the reader, okay, <laughs> if the text is the reader, yeah, now I'm dancing around that, like, oh... It brings me close to my own experience of seeing a reflection of uh, my myself, my experience, um, my psyche, that I'm interacting uh, with me. Um, and, and I'm in this situation right now of this sort of personal discussion of... Uh, a pronoun of uh, we and us. And I'm appreciating that discussion. Rather than being apart from. Uh, but I know, though, that it's, it's obviously not, you know, reality. Uh, you, you and I, for example, you know, that to say something along the lines of that, right? That, uh, what is it? There's only one person, uh, you know, that, that we are that one person. And suddenly, boom, there goes reality and, you know, borders fall and we live in peace. But that's, of course, <laughs> that's not the case. I'm just I'm just meddling in uh, the matters of the mind uh, for myself. This is for myself. But but looking at that experience, say that I'm working on the text, and if the text is the reader, then you know is not as well the writer uh, the text as well. Sometimes I've had this feeling of it being that the text is like this kind of like radio transmitter and that, you know, this novel is transmitting much more than uh, a story, a plot. 
Potentially. <laughs> if you asked me 20, 30, if you asked me 40 years ago, I would, that, it would, that would just drop with a thud. And I would not, uh, I wouldn't have any response. So, so, as we slowly move towards spring, in t- 10 minutes to round this all up, if, if, the, if, if the writer is the text, this makes sense because it's experience, the experience of uh, writing, editing, uh, and beyond, you know, that, that that is what the text is, it's experience, you know, and it's, it's this record of a time of a human being's life and beyond, and it, and it extends to, say, beta readers, editors, agents, uh, artists, say, who are interpreting and, and making a, a cover, cover art design, choosing the font, choosing the color. Um, so I guess, yeah, so we're ending with, if we agree, if, if we decide to take this on, you know, use this lens, this monocle of... Uh, the, what that they, the manuscript is the reader. Uh, I'd say for myself that, that the, the, the division between the reader uh, and the writer dissolves. And that's, that's, there's something nice about it, but there's something terrifying about it because that presumes the loss of identity. Uh, and two, say ego, you know that we lose we lose this notion of of who we are in order to brace embrace something that is uh, larger uh, than ourself, oneself. That's all very nice, Moss, but <laughs> how is this going to help me uh, as we wind things down? When we're talking about connection, connecting to a reader, this is sort of this is one step beyond. You know, this is you know high level. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say metaphysical, but I said it. Uh, it's there's st- there's stuff going on in this. Uh, you know, approaching with this purpose, this uh, intention, where. And to where I've taken it is this, is, is this uh, dissolution, this erasing of the difference between these two, which does speak to, you know, my concern for, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, tackling hatred, tackling hatred and, you know, putting it in, putting it in the line of, of uh, what was it called? You know, you're hunting and you're, you see the thing that you're going to go after. So now I'm seeing something. It looks like a cat. I don't think it's a cat. Is it an umbrella? I'm not sure. It's not a cat anymore. It might have been that sh- the, the shopping bag that I, see, I saw um, a couple days ago. Okay, so should we do this thing I think if connection is is super important and, and to a degree it ought to be I like the notion of losing oneself so completely in the manuscript you know say that you kind of get a, a break from reality and instead um, you know you're at work you're at play on this thing this novel But it, it's, it's, for me, it feels like that, say, it's reaching that point once again of, you know, it's like talking about magic or say, you know, uh, 
that you can't teach people how to do this kind of stuff. And just even talking about it, it would be like, you know, what? This makes absolutely no sense. Why on earth would you want to do that? Why not just, you know, write with the aspiration of making lots of money and being famous and getting invited places where they ask you questions such as, you know, <laughs> can you teach me to write? <laughs> or, or better would be storytelling. That would be at least on the right track. Okay, so... Am I going to do this thing? It's in the toolbox for me. And I suspect that I'm going to return to this. I don't know if it eclipses everything else and, and that say, okay, this is the way to do it. I'm, I'm at this point of the editing process where uh, it definitely is for me. And it, it's, uh, but yet is that to say that I am the reader, uh -huh, right? Yeah, that, uh, you know, one and the same. Whew, yeah, metaphysical kind of, uh, what is that called? Uh, cosmic consciousness, other words for it, sort of transcendent experience. Is that such a good thing to be conve conveying in your work? <laughs> Somebody goes in, reads it, and is, you know, their ego is broken, and they emerge, you know, in this newborn, <laughs> you know, faltering, faltering colt or fawn, right? What? What just happened? You know, and then you, you join the cult of, you know, whatever the book is, until you accidentally pick up uh, somebody else's book who's on this train of thought. What? No, not again. Wrecked. You'll be wrecked again. So it, it speaks to the potential of experience. It speaks to, you know, wow moments. And I, su I suspect it's better played from, say, behind the scenes. You know, rather than um, deeply troubling someone, I can I can remember a it was a it was a comedian and he was working at the film school locally, uh, and so I, he was doing a class, and he asked us at one point to you know please promise me to, you know to use your powers for good, and. I'm just remembering that I won't make you promise, but there is a question there, yeah, of again, what is the purpose of it? And I do like the notion that it it can provide some uh, you know what's important, what's missing, uh, that essential piece missing piece of the puzzle. So, the, yeah, so the question to end on is the, is, is the writer the reader? Is it better to, uh, in a sense, stop writing uh, for other readers? Uh, or, say, is it a you know is it is it good to have a conscious decision uh, to be creating a reader uh, other than ourselves? So for me, it feels like I've gone full circle, and I don't know if I'm better off. Uh, for example, uh, people who are writing for for themselves uh, and then say they write it no editing, put it out there, this is me, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still coming back to, though, my, my you know, the, the reset position, the factory setting, which is that editing, rewriting, uh, doing development, it, it improves. It, yeah. And so it's a question of, you know, do you do that or not? You know, do you have inferior or superior? And that's tough because, you know, there, of course there's the people who are passionate about their voice. Oh, yeah, so I've come full circle. And now it's back to showing, showing your parents or your guardians, you know, a drawing that you've done. And then they say, it's, it's perfect, and they put it on the shelf. Well, here's to perfection, eh? All right. Uh, take care and keep 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 going.